Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The headline in the Financial Times, London reporting. Israel unveils plan for complete post-war control of Gaza. Subhead. Benjamin Netanyahu's document on vision for Palestinian state will be at odds with U.S. aims. I welcome Professor Richard Epstein, a senior fellow at the Hoover Institution, teaches law at NYU and the University of Chicago, writing most recently for the Hoover Institution in defining ideas about where we are right now in the Gaza conflict. Between now and post-Gaza, there is the question of one word, ceasefire. Professor, a very good evening to you. The capitals all have different opinions, London and Paris and Berlin and, and Rome, but the word ceasefire is commonplace when turning to the concerns in Gaza. A ceasefire can be understood as a humanitarian gesture given the million or more people who are crowded together. We're told in Rafa, but they stretch up and down the length of the Gaza Strip because some people refuse to leave the north of Gaza as well. This is at the same time there is active combat, at least in Khan Yunus, and the Israeli forces are recommending the evacuation of the southern part of Gaza Strip, called Rafah. It's a village that's divided in half by the international border with Egypt. Evacuating that so they can deal with the last of Hamas, said to be, my most recent information is more than a week old, 8,500 fighters under tunnels and perhaps 65 living hostages and remains. Cease fire. Professor, you have a recommendation as well. I puzzle about the word cease fire because it looks to be breathing space for the gangsters. Good evening to you, Professor. Yes, and hi. Welcome to be here. And I, I think it's sad, or perhaps it's even more. Uh, what happens here is you have the following kind of double standards. The International Court of Justice, which you trust as far as you can throw, it's a by and large a totally corrupt operation. But what it did say is that hostage must was the unconditional release of all hostages. Well, that was a final judgment, and the reaction that everybody has is, boy, that's a very interesting thing, but we're not giving up our bargaining chip unless you release some prisoners on the one hand and restore the quiet so that Hamas can continue to rule on the other. Israel made one of those mistakes a long time ago when they got one man back for a thousand others, and they've never lived other than to rule that particular day. And so the only attitude that they can have is there's no ceasefire unless Hamas makes a series of individual unilateral concessions uh, to bring themselves back to a position where they should have been to begin with, namely release all the hostages and stop all your hostilities and force Hamas to come. The Israelis don't expect to get that. In fact, what happens is Hamas is overplaying its hand and is going to legitimate the Israeli moves at least a little bit in the following way. They say, what we do is we'll give you back the hostages and the remaining. You pull out of Gaza, allow us to remove, to resume rule, and also supply us, by the way, with some prisoners um, who you keep in your jail. The Israelis cannot do that. They will not do that. 
the United States will not force them to do that. Uh, so that what happened is by playing hardball, it makes it utterly inevitable that the Israelis will continue the attack until Netanyahu achieves his goal. Once he achieves that goal and he wipes out Hamas, who he's supposed to do business with? He can't do it with the UN. It's headed by a totally corrupt man, Mr. Antonio Guterres. He can't do it with UNRWA because those people are in Hamas's pocket. If the UN wants to have relief aid, they have to move everybody in Gaza, out of Gaza, and bring in a completely new crew who can be vetted to make sure that they're neutral. They're not going to do that. So there's no one to negotiate with. So then what do you do? Well, the last thing you want to do is to be policemen in Gaza. And the first thing that you have to do is to be the only army in Gaza. So the Biden view that there's going to be a, a demilitarized Palestinian state is sheer delusion. There's no such thing as a demilitarized state. If a state is a state, it has the power to remain an army and to defend itself. So it's not going to be a state. What he has to do is to start to create enclaves. And then he has to pick, at least in part, the Palestinians who could run within the army, within that enclave, have some police power and no military force. That's the only solution that's acceptable to Israel. And everybody else who's talking about what it is that I have to do in the name of justice should think the following. Every day that Hamas decides to hold out longer is a humanitarian disaster. And they're killing their own people. And they won't stop. As far as Hamas is concerned, everybody is canning fire. And then they start talking like the Amnesty International about the violence of the Israeli attack. This is, in fact, the most surgical military attack. There was a piece that I read by John Spencer writing in Newsweek who compared the relative success of what the Israelis have done under very bad situations with the somewhat less success that the United States had when it tried to uproot guerrillas and various insurgents inside major cities. So you get a preposterous set of lies about the nature of the Israeli offense. Uh, they are treated as fiends, whereas the real fiends, nobody says anything. The one I like best when the Amnesty International is that they urge, that was the word they used, they urge the uh, Hamas groups to release the hostages, but they condemn Israel for doing everything when the Hamas are not released. But it's a completely corrupt type of situation, and Israel has to be unilateral about the way in which it handles this thing, and hopefully at some point it will settle down. But this is not Germany post-war. We do not have on the Palestinian side Conrad Adenauer or anybody like him. So the situation here is much, much worse. And as I've said in my column, this is the best of a series of very unhappy alternatives. But you cannot treat everything that Hamas does as beyond reproach. Everything that the UN does is beyond reproach. Everything that the great European nations do is beyond reproach. And say, since we're acting in a very bad way, Israel has to make adjustments to compensate for our errors and for our sins. And Netanyahu's right, and he's going to have the complete backing of the Israeli column on this thing. Nobody wants to use force on the other side. Uh, but the situation is now completely spun out of control because of ineffective leadership. If you really want to make things happen, you have to get Hamas out of power. And that should be the concentration and the effort of all the European, American, and other outside influences. Between now and the end of hostilities, yes, that's one matter. But after the end of hostilities and the IDF is in control of the Gaza Strip, this document uh, issued by the Israeli mm -hmm. government in these last hours reads this way. Israel utterly rejects international diktats in the matter of a final status arrangement with the Palestinians. Such an arrangement, says the document, will only be reached in direct negotiations 
between the sides without preconditions. Hamas is not, Hamas is not to be vouchsafed in any fashion. There will be no Hamas negotiator. So who do they talk to, Professor? That's the billion-dollar question. There is no reputable person on the Palestinian side that you can talk to today. And so what you do, in effect, is it's a kind of a shadow negotiation with yourself. So what he's saying, in effect, is until you completely transform yourself, we're going to return to the kind of situation that was uh, previous to 2005, in which there's going to be Israeli sub and Israelis control over the area. And the thing to remember about that period is the amount of prosperity amongst the Palestinians was far greater than it is now. That country is a shambles. And just one final observation on this. Ceasefires do not rebuild communities or towns. Ceasefires do not bring medical supplies to people. Ceasefires do not put them into housing in one form or another. So the longer this thing goes on, the longer it's going to fester. And it turns out I put a lot of blame on the United States, the UN, and so forth. for trying to slow this thing down in some way. The best thing that can happen to this war is to pursue it very quickly, win decisively, and then hope you can restore some degree of normalcy in the area. The, the dispute between Washington and Jerusalem, your essay in Defining Ideas, has a <laughs> suggestion that this is about the political campaign of 2024. You write, but Mr. Biden sent his emissaries to Dearborn, Michigan, which has the largest concentration of Arabs in the United States. So is it too cynical of me? I'm often not cynical enough, Professor, to, to imagine that Mr. Biden has his eye on Dearborn and not on the UN? I think the answer is has his eye on both. In terms of their relative importance, I think he thinks re-election is more important at this point than any enduring peace in the Middle East. It's a very cynical view. The problem about this is that he blows hot and cold in so many different ways and that there really is no coherent policy. So what he's done is introduced an unnecessary degree of uncertainty in this situation. Nobody, I think, wants to see these children die. It's a disgusting phenomenon. But there's no way in which you can stop it unless the other side decides to basically remove all of its leaders and start over again. And what's happened, and there's nobody on the Palestinian side who will speak out against Hamas. Right. Palestinian Authority, terribly corrupt, they won't speak out. And no overseas forces will speak out. No fancy Arab intellectuals will speak out. And so, so long as it's essentially a situation where you have to you know, go negotiate with somebody, and there's nobody to negotiate, what you're saying is there's going to be a prolongation of the status quo. It's regrettable. But the people who prosper most under Israeli rule, sadly, will be essentially the Palestinians who will finally be rid of Hamas. Professor Richard Epstein, senior fellow of the Hoover Institution, writing at Defining Ideas about where we are right now with the word ceasefire and what comes after the end of hostilities. This is CBS Eye on the World. I'm John Batchelor. Stay tuned for more of CBS Eye on the World with John Batchelor. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. The kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus Performance Line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer.